Hey, Lulu here. Whether we are romping through science, music, politics, technology, or feelings, we seek to leave you seeing the world anew. Radiolab adventures right on the edge of what we think we know, wherever you get podcasts. Well, the last time the English soccer team played the United States in the World Cup, the result was a one nothing U.S. win. It was so unbelievable that many news services in England at the time thought it was a typo and reported that England <laughs> had beat the U.S. because that's, they, that's one way to change the outcome is just <laughs> report it wrong. <laughs> because it couldn't possibly be right. The question is, is there a repeat for the miracle on grass this year? I do want to tell you, by the way, you can hear an interview with Frank Borgie, the U.S. goalkeeper from that 1950 game, the miracle on grass, we're calling it, on our website, thetakeaway.org. Now, 60 years later, the U.S. will look for a similar upset. The question is... Oh, is there any prayer of making that dream come true? Joining us to find out what the chances are for a repeat victory for us, uh, us Yanks on the pitch, George Vesey. He re- is a sports columnist for our partner in the New York Times. George, I've got my boo-boozella here, but I'm not going to blow it in your ear. I'll be uh, blowing I it. I'll uh, get enough of that soon, soon enough. When you leave for South Africa, which you're about to do. I will leave in a week. You'll leave in a week. Well, you'll be then here in New York for the U.S.-England match tomorrow, uh, tomorrow afternoon. Any chance, can you give me any glimmer of hope that the U.S. will score at least two goals and maybe get a victory here? Oh, sure. I think there are, there are all kinds of scenarios where the U.S. has a track team starting up front. They have found some young forwards to run with Donovan, and I think it's a possibility that they could score a goal or two. England's defenses suspect their, their goalies are never you know, they're, they're best players, and the U.S. definitely has a chance to score a goal or two. It's, it's not, I mean, we, we did a little thing on, on our website, uh, point-counterpoint, and I think I came up with a justification for a 2-2 draw, and Ooh. that's Ooh. about as far as I can go. Well, the, still, those prospects are, are pretty good, better than what we thought we could hope for. Now, what are the watchwords here as we watch USA-England on the pitch? What does the U.S. need to do to stay in the match? What does England need to do to, to – they, they certainly think they should be able to close this out. So what do they need to do? Right. I think the English players and, and the people on the team know that it's not going to be automatic, that there are good players. Landon Donovan had a terrific couple of months playing for Everton in the last English season, and they know that he's capable of breaking free and, and making a lot of mischief up front for the U.S. So they know that. Uh, what you have to watch in early in the match is the, the England trying to feel out the American defenses. The American defense is suspect. They've got an injured player, uh, Yewu, a few others who aren't particularly good, and they don't play well together because they're brought in as an all-star team. So England will be probing that defense, particularly the back four, right away, and they may not even go for a goal, although certainly they would take one, but they will be probing to see what kind of lanes and areas are open to them. But we're solid, uh, we're solid as far as goalkeeping is concerned. Well, that's, that's the thing. The United States has produced a, a number, you know, four or five, six different uh, very good goalkeepers who have gone over to England and played in their premiership. Uh, the reason being, well, you can take a good athlete who is not going to be an NBA uh, forward and turn him into a goalkeeper in, in early in his youth. And they've <laughs> you done make that the... with players like Brad Friedel and yeah. now with uh, Tim Howard. You make the Premier League sound like the B League for the NBA. <laughs> Well, you know, there's there's some of that, but but I mean, Friedel could dunk and all of that. But yeah. you you do have you do have good athletes, and you can train them. They are facing the field, and then the old the old thing about well, Americans like to use their hands and so on. So you have had a number of good goalkeepers go over there who 
did make a difference and were signed on to the, the good or some, in some cases even the best English teams. So Americans count on their goalkeeper more, and it may be psychological. We see somebody who can use our, his hands and say, well, the, he's going to make a difference. Uh, it's almost like a jockey in racing. Sure. You know, is the jockey 10% of the race? Maybe, but uh, for Americans, we tend to think it's a little bit more. George Vesey, you're a columnist, a wonderful columnist, so you get to express your opinion. But when you go to cover games like this, do you sort of check your patriotism at the gate, or do you go in there rooting for the Americans or for the team that you want? You know... We are Americans. We know the players. We're around them a lot. I have a lot of respect for them and for the coach and, and the system. But do I check my patriotism at the door? I go back to 1989 when the U.S. played in Trinidad. One of those teams was going to the World Cup and the other was not. And the U.S. scored a goal in the first half and won. And, and none of us celebrated. None of us <laughs> twitched in any way. And as we left, it was one of, one of my favorite moments in, in covering soccer. As we left, we had to file through the crowd and those lovely people in Port of Spain were patting us on the back and say, congratulations, your team won. And we said, your team played well. Our team didn't win. We were here. If you had won, it would have been a good story. <laughs> were, were we, were we we're yanking the his visa. 100%? You, you'll have to hit me with the sodium pentothal to know. But, <laughs> but in terms of, there, there are rules for Americans. We don't cheer in the press box. Now, other nations do, and you have to remind them, uh, you know, somebody has to make an announcement at the start of the match. But the, the rule for Americans is we do not root and certainly not overtly. Is that just soccer? Is that in anything you cover? Uh, well, certainly anything I cover. However, once or uh, twice in my working career, my body language has betrayed me. Uh, <laughs> w- once in a bar in Aix-en-Provence in 1998, my, my wife and I were watching while I was covering the World Cup. We were watching Italy against France. And... Roberto Baggio hit the crossbar, and the ball bounced back. And, I, you know, deep down inside, I'm, I kind of root for Italy, but don't tell anybody. And, <laughs> but, you know, it's one of my other teams. And, and the ball hit the crossbar, and my, my legs jerked out. And my wife said, you're going to get us killed in this bar. <laughs> <laughs> That's you've you got to keep those shoulders down and those eyes straight ahead. Exactly. No, no twitching. I also right. twitched when Christian Leitner made the shot against uh, U.K., uh, but that's another story. Uh, real quick on England, just because everybody does watch England, before we go, uh, no Beckham on the pitch for England, but Wayne Rooney, who's an old standby, some people might recognize his name, is back, but, but no Beckham this time. Right. Beckham had a, a very specific skill of centering the ball and, and making great free kicks. He's not there, but they have a, a midfielder named Frank Lampard, who's one of the great NBA-style playmakers that you'll ever see, smooth and silky, and uh, Rooney is a young standby, and he will be trying to break loose, and Lampard will be trying to feed him. All right, George Vesey, sports columnist for our partner, the New York Times, will be watching USA England here in New York and then headed to South Africa not letting his body language portray the fact that he is an American (laughs) patriot. Well, tell us who you're voting for in the World Cup by heading to our Facebook page, as long as it's the United States. Then you can post. Nyusha posts, Americans are the most lackluster soccer fans. Spain, Spain, Spain. Ugh, I can't get behind that. We want to know who you're cheering for, no matter who it is. Facebook.com slash The Takeaway.